Trending Insurrection. Hey, this is Lou, and I'm here with Super Dave. This is part two of AOC Damage Control and Red Flag Gun Laws. Hey, how you doing, Lou? I'm as good as I was just a couple minutes ago. Listen, buddy, I've got a bad taste in my mouth. Well, I mean, I did tell you they were they were the older cashews. Oh no, no, <laughs> it's not because of the cashews. Oh, what's it? What's it from? It's because in Florida, they're trying to take away my right to have guns. That is right. Somebody, I don't know who they are yet, but somebody's trying it, and they've actually um, <clears throat> they've gotten one of these uh, two proposals on the ballot already. So there are there are actually two different proposals. One is on the ballot, or will be on the ballot in 2020, and one is approved for signature collection. So they're going to try to get it on the ballot in 2020. What are the names of these initiatives? Do you have them yet? Uh, one is a military-style weapons ban proposal or initiative, and the other is an assault weapons ban initiative. So, um, now, I guess uh, we should we should go over what each one does. Uh, the military-style weapons ban initiative is extremely deceptive. Uh, they are saying that they want to ban automatic weapons, which, by the way, no one has, so why would you bother? They want to ban any weapon that can be converted to an automatic, which sounds reasonable. However, when you realize that any semi-automatic can be converted into an automatic, it becomes very unreasonable, because that is the class of gun that pretty much everyone owns. If you own a gun in the state of Florida, chances are that right there is going to ban your gun. And we're talking like 99.9% .9 chance. So they want to ban all weapons that can be converted into an automatic, um, which is uh, just like everything. And then they additionally go after sniper rifles because if you were in the class of people who owns a gun that cannot be turned into an automatic, chances are it's a bolt-action weapon, and those are usually considered to be the kind of weapon that are used as sniper rifles. Um, they have a couple advantages for snipers, and that is when, when they fire, the bolt does not automatically uh, go back to the rear, yeah. and it doesn't eject the case, and it doesn't allow the gas to escape the chamber, right? So the only way that the gas can escape is by pushing the bullet out of the barrel. Um, that makes the silencers or compressor or uh, suppressors rather more um, uh, effective on those kinds of weapons. So that's why they're particularly used in that in that manner. So um, I believe that the ban on sniper rifles will be a ban on all bolt action rifles um and that is is what they're going for a hunting we will go mm -hmm. a hunting we what does what's that gonna do for my hunting oh you won't be able to hunt oh hunting's out i mean if you if this if this passes hunting is the least of your concerns unless you want to hunt with a six shooter you know i mean there won't be hunting anymore um in in fact this is a particularly onerous uh, ban because if this goes through, you won't be able to protect your family anymore. So, um, I mean, obviously, this is the, this is the big thing, right? Um, criminals are not going to give up their guns. 
And this is, um, well, there's a, there's a million angles to come at this from because obviously the Second Amendment is still in force, right? So there will still be guns in other states. There will be there'll be guns around the world. So criminals will be able to bring guns into the state of Florida and they will do so and they will use them to commit crimes, which will they will then be doing relatively um, unchallenged because people won't be able to pull out their guns and stop them. Right now, um, guns are used over a million times a year in self-defense. Uh, that will be that will drop down to zero in the state of Florida if this um, if this particular initiative passes. Oh wait a second! Mm-hmm. Can I not defend myself with a revolver? Uh, you can, but uh, you know you're going to be in a firefight and you're going to have a revolver, and they're going to have something much better. So, um, you know, the question is going to be what <clears throat> are, are what kind of disadvantage are you going to be at? Well, well what about uh, the police? I can just call the police. Um, yeah, how, how quickly can you get shot? In, in other words, you can get shot in a few seconds. It takes the police uh, minutes to arrive. Uh, they, you it know, it they depends sit. on whether I tell a woman she looks fat in a dress that's how quick I can get my shot <laughs> that's sub- quite subjective sir well no but I'm saying that physically you could get shot a lot quicker than the police can arrive at your place to, to, to stop you or to protect you um, here's the other thing I gotta ask you you remember you remember the Parkland shooting yeah and you remember how the police stayed outside while the shooter was inside shooting innocent children yeah uh, do you think that the police will be more or less willing to risk their lives to save some random man who's in danger than they were to save children in a school who are in danger? Riveting. So, I mean, this is this is really the thing we're we're talking about. Uh, oh, oh, the the military weapons ban actually says this, and this is why I'm taking this approach. That it actually says that it's going to strike out the language in the state constitution that says you have a right to self-defense, and that's it. Like, it's going to strike it out and not replace it with anything, just strike it out. So... Now, question. Uh-huh. Based on what I said in the other show about this is a concerted effort to destroy our freedoms... Yes. Do you see how telling that languages absolutely so, so not only they're not just saying you can't have guns right they're saying you have no right to defend yourself that's right because Very interesting. if you have a right to defend yourself then you also have the right to the tools that are required to accomplish that task which is weapons so if you had the right to defend yourself you you they literally have come to realize and this is it's actually very intelligent on their part they've come to realize that if you don't even have the right or if you have the right to defend yourself then you have a right to keep and bear arms you have to literally be stripped of your right to self-defense in order to be stripped of your right to keep and bear arms and this is a i wonder Mm -hmm. who would want me to be defenseless Oh, that is a good question. Um, well, I know there are people trying to uh, ban all fossil fuels. 
and we talked about this a little bit, um, if you ban fossil fuels, first of all, that's coal, diesel, gas, natural gas, and propane. Um, and probably a couple of other kinds that I didn't mention. But those are the fuels that we use to operate farms. Those are the fuels we use to go to work and go to the store. Um, you know, we pointed out that people would starve to death. Um, the first reason that people would starve to death is because the farms would not be able to produce as much food without fossil fuels. We are using them uh, in combiners, tractors, harvesters. Wait, 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 wait a second, buddy. Uh -huh. What about that solar-powered tractor I saw? You've never seen a solar-powered tractor. Okay. I promise the, you. the tractor with the electric engine. You've never seen one of those. I promise you. Um, but let's say that you did see one. Okay, for the sake of argument, first of all, they don't exist because that's heavy machinery. Tesla tractor. <laughs> yes. Tesla does not make a tractor yet. And if it did, uh, it would have a lot of problems, right? Because um, a car, as it's moving along the road, doesn't take much electricity to keep moving along the road. However, tractors are more of an off-road kind of vehicle. They have these big tires, they're digging into the dirt, and it's not able to maintain as much momentum. It takes a lot more energy to keep a tractor moving or these very large combiners, the um, very large uh, equipment that they have that will drive out and actually irrigate crops for you and things like that. These are these are not things that you can really build effectively in Cortez electronic it. format. Hey, 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 hey. But even if you did... Hey, Cortez doesn't like that. How you, whoops. She doesn't like crops. No crops. <laughs> I, you know... Uh, she clearly, no crops. She clearly doesn't eat a lot, but um, uh, and that's not a that's not a dig, by the way. I mean, she's she's very slender and, and fit. No um, crops. Well, other people like crops. You know, people need food to continue to live. It's in a very important part of our economy and a very important part of society. Um. What's the name of this proposition, please? So it's it's actually called the Military Style Weapons Ban. And it is uh, going to be on the ballot in 2020 under that name, the Military Style Weapons Ban. And there's another one, which is the uh, quote-unquote Assault Weapons Ban. Now, the Assault Weapons Ban just actually says, in other words, the military-style weapons ban is deceptive and says anything that can be converted to an automatic would be outlawed. That's deceptive and doesn't really tell you what it's going to be, but that means all automatics, or all semi-automatics. And then uh, the other one actually just comes out and says all semi-automatic rifles and shotguns. Now, that one apparently is leaving um, handguns alone, but it it's still... Basically, it wants to come out and wants to ban uh, rifles. I like my rifle. Well, I like my rifle, too. Um, a lot, you know... <clears throat> so, getting back to uh, the farms. In England, right? all the gentry hunt. Well, yes, yes. Um, I, I don't know the, the gentry hunt over here because we don't have gentry, but... Um, you know, if we did, I'm sure they'd love that. If you are a gentleman, uh, I don't. I, the term doesn't mean anything to me, other than just a nice way to address an audience. 
ladies and gentlemen. Gentry is a well-balanced man, a man who appreciates art, who can hunt, who has hounds, mm-hmm. who enjoys the government, who is educated in both who, the who, soft and hard sciences. Who enjoys the government? Enjoys the government? Why yes, would, how would you enjoy the government? You work for the government. You, you take part in the government. You are influential in politics. You're involved in your, your, you're a good, basically you are a good citizen. Okay. Somebody who votes. Somebody, somebody who is civic-minded. Ah, yes. Gentry. Okay. Civic-minded. It, it, and so in, in Well, you say, you say, uh, I think this is important because you said someone who enjoys the government and the thing that I think when I think enjoys the government, I think the way that uh, maybe I would enjoy a sports match or I would enjoy watching television. It, um, in other words, that's those are the things I would enjoy, and I don't enjoy the government. Somebody who enjoys watching C-SPAN. To gentlemen, mm. somebody who is familiar with art, as I said before, sciences can hunt. Basically, what we what we would consider a Renaissance man is what I consider a gentleman. Oh. So I I knew a gentleman once. Uh, he was very well to do. He and you started a radio show with him. <laughs> <laughs> well said, sir. Before I met you, he was. Um, is actually had a doctorate he went hunting had a big he shot bart and had bart lying in his on his a big bear lying on his office he took up manicuring so he could give his wife manicures shot he shot bart yeah he, he named the bear bart and uh okay. just basically a renaissance man so well educated funny guy man of the people but also hunted, and I say but, but also hunted, with, could give his wife manicures if he wanted to, you know, lived in a mansion, all that kind of stuff. So he was, he, was, he was what I would consider gentry. He was the American equivalent of gentry. You know, he, he lived in an estate, actually. And mm-hmm. when you, when, when that... Well, you know, you can, you can call anything an estate. <laughs> 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 because when you die, that's your estate. Literally lived in the state, gorgeous place mm-hmm. in in California. No, nonetheless, and and so as a gentleman, we like skeet shooting and and ladies and gentle lady or gentlewoman. We go hunting. We like skeet shooting. We clay shooting. We 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 use the guns guns as a sport. Thing. We have we, we don't have to worry about security. That's taken care of. But we for gun our guns are, are what we use for sports. We and it's part of our culture as as a as as people who and I, and I think that I'm bouncing up and down in my language here because I think that perhaps we need to bring that to the states. To the upper middle class and the middle class, and even the working class, where where we see positive usage of of weapons and guns, as opposed to the negative press that we see. There are many ways in which a family can have do well with guns. 
and also other things there and knives and bows and arrows there are so many wonderful things and swords actually there's there's fencing there's there's skeet shooting there's the, the olympic events that involve guns my point is that if guns become things that we play with because no different than other things that are dangerous that we play with for instance there are more people correct me if i'm wrong there are more people who suffer from car accidents and deaths in car accidents than gun violence is that true yes okay so uh, in fact the statistics on gun violence are uh, very low the vast majority of gun deaths are actually suicides and then if you remove the suicides so i mean that's a few thousand every year but if you remove the, the suicides it actually goes way down and it becomes one of the um least uh dangerous or least uh likely ways to die um the problem as i see it because I've, I've studied the statistics and that's that's fine but nobody's persuaded by statistics the problem as i see it is that people are concerned about their children in schools and that uh whether or not there is a a significant chance of something happening doesn't really depend uh, doesn't really affect the way that people are going to guard themselves from it if something is catastrophic even if there's a very low chance that it's going to occur you're going to protect yourself from it and so i think that losing your child to a school shooting is a catastrophic event and so people want to protect themselves from that the problem as i see it is that this won't protect them from it this is more of the problem rather than more of the solution um and i, I know this is a this is going to be a cold, calculated, um, rational view on the situation. But you have to understand that what we want is an outcome, not a method. And the method that they want to produce or want to um, uh, look for is uh, they want to ban guns, and that's the method. So these, these people are kind of... Um, what, what do I say? They're committed to the method of banning guns and rather than the outcome of protecting people. And banning guns. Banning guns, yeah. Is more foolish. Gun, banning guns because of gun violence is far more foolish than banning vehicles because of vehicle abuse. Not, because of uh, vehicle violence. Car accidents. Because of, well, I say vehicle violence. Yeah, or, or, you know, actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because I have literally had a person intentionally ram his vehicle into mine. That's right. <laughs> uh, I, I almost forgot about this, but this guy, um, I was in a McDonald's parking lot, and I was exiting a McDonald's parking lot, and this was about over a year ago. This was actually before I ended up in the hospital for the lung thing that I had. And uh, he... Uh, was blocking a two-lane driveway with his one vehicle and I ended up behind him and I honked at him and he was he just went off he was already upset I could tell that he was already upset that day so he went off and I egged him on a little bit and then he put his car in reverse and hit the gas and he hit my car as hard as he could. Now, he was only about three feet away from my car when he did that. So he didn't get much momentum. But he did it. 
Uh, so, you know, and I wouldn't say let's ban cars because, and, but here's one of the reasons. I drive a car. So, of course, I think cars are important. A lot of people, they don't have guns. And so they don't think that me having a gun is important to them. But let me tell you why it is. In the state of Florida, we have... Before you say that, I'm going to keep a thought. Keep that, please. It's very important. Sure. What I wanted to say was, and I want you guys to begin using this phrase. This is a phrase coined by Louis Anthony Smith, and it is called (laughs) gun abuse. Gun abuse. Not necessarily... The abuse comes in the form of violence comes in the form of accidents if you misuse a gun if, yes gun if misuse you use a gun other than for its intended purpose. correct legal purpose that is gun abuse exactly and so we be, we do not believe in gun abuse we 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 do, we're not we don't we, we don't believe in that but we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater and so back to what you're saying because it's really important but I just wanted to throw interject that real right. quickly because this is gun abuse and we're against gun abuse mm-hmm. but what you're talking about is people not knowing people right. not uh, caring because they don't have guns so people think that if they don't have a gun that guns aren't somehow that my right to keep and bear arms is somehow not protecting them but I'm going to kind of blow that out of the water here in the state of Florida we have and this is this is point number one we have three types of gun-free zones. There are schools, bars, and airports. Now, let me tell you something. We have mass shootings in exactly three kinds of locations, schools, bars, and airports. Now, it is the fact that these are target-rich environments with little resistance that make them um, attractive and uh, make these shootings successful. In other words, if people could have guns there as they do in other states um these shootings could be attempted and they wouldn't be successful because people would resist and stop them effectively what makes them both attractive targets and area environments in which uh they have success is the fact that legal guns are banned from these locations it would be i'm going to give you an analogy Let's say that we get, I I buy a loaf of bread, and let's say I run it under the sink a little bit, and I make it nice and soggy, and then I stick it in a nice, dark, damp cupboard. What do you think is going to happen there, Lou? Why don't you tell us what's going to happen there? (laughs) I think mold will grow on that bread, and I think that because that is an environment that is conducive to the growing of mold. So... No one says, oh, look at this. Um, I've put bread underneath uh, the counter and now the mold's growing. What I need to do is ban bread. Nobody nobody thinks like that, right? So it's not the bread that grew the mold. It's the environment that allowed that to be a successful uh, in, uh, habitat for the mold. So um, I, I want to uh, further... Uh, there have been some additional shootings in other states, like in South Carolina. There was a shooting at a church. Um, a lot of people at my church don't realize this, but we have a safety team. And I was actually at another church where I was actually asked to be on the safety team. Um, and the safety team 
basically is a group of men who intentionally arm themselves at church so that if someone came in and tried to do wicked and evil things at church, they would be stopped. We could stop them quickly and efficiently and save the lives of the churchgoers. So, you see, the thing is, my owning a gun is entirely for me about protecting myself and the community that I live in. Um, you know, I, I was in, uh, I joined the Marine Corps when I was 18 because I was willing to put my life on the line to defend the liberty and the Constitution that we hold dear in this country. So, basically, what I, what I see here is another step in the the left's attempt to de demasculate men men generally speaking are our protectors right we protect our communities we protect our families we protect ourselves and, and what we own interesting take yeah. continue um and they want to take away our ability to protect ourselves now here's the thing I think that's bad on its face. If I can't protect myself and my community, then a terrorist organization uh, and a, a group of terrorists could come and attack that community and there's nothing I can do to stop it. Why do you think the monks in the country, many of our many of our Eastern countries, have taken up martial arts? It's because their guns were taken away. And so they had to find alternate ways to protect themselves. Well, in fact, it goes back further than that. It goes back before guns. Um, in, in China, uh, it was illegal for anyone to own a sword unless it was officially sanctioned by whoever was the authority in that particular area. So that is why not only they do the martial arts, and they do it with odd implements, which That's are usually right. um, farm, farm, farm tools. Right. Yes. So it's that's that's a very interesting point, um, and that's something that uh, I have uh, studied a little bit historically. Um, it it works out somewhat badly, um, but you know usually those monks are not much of a target. Occasionally they become a target, and when they do become a target, they they really don't have the ability to defend themselves. Well, my point is this: it's an imperative to protect. And to take away guns from your populace is to make an assumption that the state will always be able to properly protect its populace. And that's dangerous. That is a bad assumption. And that, well, that's what <laughs> everyone's assuming. And if you look at this, the, the show, The Handmaiden's Tale on Hulu, it shows an, a, 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 a religious-run government with something close, a Christian version of Sharia law. And it shows people... That is so Hollywood, by the way. A Christian version of Sharia law. Christians uh, came up with the Enlightenment. Like, Christianity is the religion of the Enlightenment. Christianity is the religion of reason and, and investigation of the world that God created. Uh, but... That is not what people think of it. I mean, people don't think of, oh, you know, like, seriously, go back and look at the Enlightenment was a reaction against Catholicism. And if you look at, uh, like, for instance, Protestantism, right, uh, this this arises out of the Enlightenment, arises out of this idea that maybe the Pope doesn't know everything. Um, 
and, and I think that's really wonderful. But but you check it. You check this movie out. I mean, that's awesome. What you're saying is true. <laughs> check this movie out. Right. It it shows a population that basically a large militia was built by powers that be, and they took out they took out the general government, mm-hmm. and now they control a certain part of the United States. And if you consider that when you have a population of people that cannot protect themselves, these things are more likely to happen, especially when food becomes scarce, especially when things become hard, especially when the economy crashes, especially when, the, when, when some type of calamity happens where the government can no longer take care of its people, then control is the next thing, is the next logical step for that government. And so people, a lot of countries felt it couldn't happen here, and yet it happened. Yeah, every uh, I think <laughs> literally everywhere that it happened, they thought it couldn't happen here. And in fact, um, they keep trying it for some reason. Um, socialism and communism have been tried in several several nations around the world, um, up upwards of sixty, and it has never worked. It has never been beneficial. It has never uh, resulted in prosperity. In fact. China. That's not true. No, no. It it, results in prosperity for the extreme elite. Okay. But not for the common man. And in fact, in the United States, and um, this is this is one of our one of our topics that I wanted to to talk about. Uh, We have a baseline, a standard that is better than anywhere else in the world. And I, I had kind of an epiphany. I, I mean, I I know that, right? But I was reintroduced to that concept the other day when I went to McDonald's and I I always do special orders and everybody always messes my order up um, but on this particular Saturday it was I think it was last Saturday as a matter of fact I went to McDonald's and they got my order absolutely perfect no yes it was it was kind of um, uh, a moment in time when the clouds parted and the light shone down and I heard angels singing and my fries were cooked crispy, golden, perfect. And, uh, you know, you would, you would snap into them and the outside was just crispy and the inside was just soft and, and hot and uh, it was salted correctly. And then the, uh, the double quarter pounder. I had ordered no sesames on the bun, which they did, and then I ordered the dehydrated onions instead of the uh, the kind of sliced half moon onions that they do uh, usually. And this order was perfectly cooked. the 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 patties on the uh, double quarter pounder apparently I haven't been to McDonald's in a while, but they've changed them, and they're now like real beef. They they actually taste like the kind of hamburger you would make at home. Um, except a little bit more salt and seasoning and stuff like that. It was beautiful. I actually had to pull over on the side of the road and eat this. And it, it, um, I also had a uh, Dr. Pepper, uh, like a 20-ounce bottle of Dr. Pepper. This sounds like the type of food you would get when you're at a, when you're at a McDonald's in Europe. And, and the, the McDonald's <laughs> in Europe, they're bilingual. Mm-hmm. Here, here in our some of our McDonald's, we're not even lingual. <laughs> I, I see the pie, I see the pie. Put the pie down. Mm-hmm. I see the pie. I pay. Okay, look, I'd like a uh, 
and you have to show him pictures. I, I'd like a burger. You have to. See, he's right there on the wall. Right there on <laughs> the wall. See, I see the. No, no, no. I see the pie. Put the pie down at the wall. They're not even lingual. Some of them. So to get an order right, that must have, my friend. God has smiled. Well, on you. I mean, yes, I understand that McDonald's makes mistakes, and their their DPMO is probably rather high, you know. But they're not. It's not like they're running nuclear uh, nuclear power plants over there. Oh no, I love McDonald's. <laughs> they make a great product, and for the rest of my life, I will always shop at McDonald's. So this is not a McDonald's dig; it's just great humor. Okay, well, so, um, but this is what I kind of realized is like this is baseline in America. I had, um, well, I had more than ten dollars in my pocket, but this meal only cost me ten dollars now that is a very cheap amount of money for me and that is a very cheap amount of money for most americans most americans can afford to go to mcdonald's and spend ten dollars on a meal now yeah you can get i mean if you do it yourself you can you can cook for or you can uh, eat for a lot cheaper than that but this is this is capitalism that made this possible you know, I mean, if you look at it around the world, there are places like you can't get this in Venezuela. No, no, you cannot. In fact, the hamburger cost can cost in some countries it costs twenty five American, thirty American. Yeah, well, and that's a lot of that has to do with um, the fact that they have such expensive gasoline. One of the things that really actually benefits us a lot is the fact that gasoline is so cheap in that's America, right. and since it is the it is the energy that we use to transport goods and services that means our goods and services are usually cheaper here than they are in many european countries right so if let's say the gas was like um five times more expensive as it is in many european countries well that would mean that you have to pay more to get the goods and services or goods to the store that we want to buy so now all of a sudden our um our gasoline is, uh, or, or I'm, I'm losing my train of thought, but it, you know, the gas is more expensive. We go to the store and the goods on the, the store yeah, uh, yeah. shelf are more expensive. So this is really important. Like we have to um, maintain this. And, and these are basically the two things that they are attacking right now, right? They're attacking our ability to keep and bear arms, which is our ability to defend ourselves. Now, generally speaking, that's from criminals but on occasion throughout history it has been from the government in fact there have been cases in the united states where we have had to defend ourselves from our own government um there's a really great story about uh some some gentlemen who came back from the war in world war ii and uh, they made a promise that they were going to make sure that the election was held um Interesting. I have just been banned from Twitter. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, anyway, you were banned from Twitter. I, apparently so. I just I was opening this up to look at that story because I'm posted about that story on uh, you know a while back, and boom, I'm banned. Behavior that violates the Twitter rules. To un- unlock your account, please. Uh, to, to the steps below. Uh, yeah, I'm from the United States. Let's see here. You know, this is what we've been talking about, right? Good. The, these are companies that think that... Uh, Their point of view is the only point of view. 
Yeah. Well, they, they think that they should be able to tell us what to say, how to think. I'm, I'm mad now. My goodness. Uh, there we go. I um, am trying to figure out what they did or why they would have uh, locked out my account. So anyway, um, I'm back. Let me uh, let me look this up. Very interesting. We need to find out why Dave was banned from Twitter. What did you do, Dave? Um, Who I did you offend? Probably AOC. I'm going after her pretty, pretty harshly. Um, let's see here. Well, we'll have to sign up on under a different account. Oh, absolutely, will be. Uh, I've got a couple accounts. Don't tell Twitter. Um, let's see here. Oh, I've uh, I said that uh, uh, somebody recently was was texting me and telling me that uh, America is responsible for all terrorism around the world, and I pointed out that uh, as soon as we were formed, like Thomas Jefferson had to send the Marines out to the Barbary shores because the pirates over there were Muslim and they were um, what should I call it, uh, kidnapping people. Um, Taking, the, uh, holding them for ransom, and then we actually paid the ransoms, and they would hold the people and say, "Oh no, no, apparently we didn't ask enough because you paid it, so pay us some more." And then, basically, Thomas Jefferson said, "I'm not going to play that game," and he sent the Marines out to uh, to handle them. And that's part of the Marine Corps uh, song, uh, you know, from the from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. And that uh, the shores of Tripoli actually were the uh, were where the Barbary pirates were operating. So, you're saying that that, which is a part of American history, was what got you banned? You know, I don't know what got me banned, but yes, because I spoke out against Islam, and that's one of the no-nos. That's one of the, I mean, you can't say, apparently, that's racist now. People speak out against Christianity all the time. Right, but that's not, that's not bad. In other words, that's not one of the rules that they... Uh, they enforce. Oh, that's unfortunate. Mm. That is unfortunate. Listen, if you, I believe in the separation of church and state. Ooh, I can't. You know what? I can't find it. That was the tweet. That was the post. They. Uh, it was my most popular post, and it was the one that said, "This right is not academic." And then it, there was a picture about. Um, that particular battle in Tennessee, that's why they banned me. Like, I'm, I'm right now finding out, and they, they deleted that tweet. It's gone. And all of the replies and all of the people that followed me and so forth, that was that was the one that got the most attention, and it's gone now. Yeah. What's interesting about free media, free social media, is by rights you are giving them permission to change your narrative because re really they're paying for the media and they have a right to stop you from talking about stuff they want and something that you're not paying for now unfortunately we have been suckered into saving a couple of dollars a month for the sake of free media and now we have given our right of free speech mm -hmm. over to those who have given us a free channel 
I would I would disagree with that entirely. I would point out that just because they run the site does not mean they have the ability to exercise viewpoint discrimination. And in addition to that, um, there is a very specific set of laws that indemnify companies like Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube against um, liability for what their users post. Now, part of that is under the understanding that they cannot police all of what their users are posting. However, if they do start to police what their users are posting uh, to the extent that they are trying to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, they're um, basically becoming publishers rather than um, social media. Yeah. If they do that, then they become liable for uh, things like slander that are on their site. So really, this is this is an important question. Are you a publisher or are you, um, what's the, the other word? Are you a social media, straight social media website? In other words, are you a conduit or are you a creator? That's right. And these people are, actually, Facebook recently claimed in court. That they are publishers. That they are publishers, right. So that's, um, it's important to understand that they're trying to say that. Now, I think that that was short-sighted and that's going to come back and bite them, like, hard. Uh, when they, basically, when they're saying they're publishers, um, it's, it's going to come back on them because they're going to end up being liable for things that people say on Facebook. Like, right now, basically... I would, if I was a lawyer, I would be looking for people who have been slandered on Facebook, and I would go hard after Facebook for it, um, and you know, basically try to uh, get get a good get a good payday out of that because they have just said, like, hey, we're we're the people we're publishing, and uh, so then if they're a publisher and there's slander stuff on a, a site that you're publishing, you're liable for that. It is. I'm sorry that you were banned. I was banned from Twitter. You should have a T-shirt. <laughs> banned from Twitter. I need to get a t I do. Uh, sh yeah, we should get that T-shirt. Banned from Twitter. I wonder why. <laughs> Question mark. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, well, I mean, this is this is what we're talking about. Yeah. And you they 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 are not going to tell me why. I found that out basically by going through this. A uh, little rigmarole, right? They're not going to tell me why my account was shut down. Um, and, and actually, they—it's it, not a ban, ban. Like there are people who've been banned. Like they basically got it kicked off the site, told never to come back. You know, <laughs> uh, Laura Loomer, for instance, and she, you know what she did? Uh, she handcuffed herself to the front door of um, of Twitter's uh, headquarters in New York. And, and I'll tell you what, the only people, they basically, they screwed up, man. I mean, they, they, they took this woman and they banned her from the, from the site. And she went all out and handcuffed herself. And she actually printed out a tweet um, that was like a, a Farrakhan thing where he called the Jews termites on Twitter. And put that up there and was like, okay, Farrakhan's not banned. I'm banned for what? For, and I think in her case, it was stating that there's a difference between men and women. That was that was what she had done. That was so extremely unreasonable. Uh, but this is this is exactly. I mean, we're trying to figure out how to 
have this uh, podcast, how to, you know, put this out there and, and, you know, everything is rioting against us, right? So Twitter is trying to kick me off so we can't uh, put the put the links out there. Um, and Patreon is, is kicking people off their site. MasterCard itself took action against uh, one of the people who was um, on Patreon. He was actually a publisher and he had put out a book and this book was something like the truth about Islam. And uh, uh, so MasterCard actually told Patreon that they had to kick him off the site and MasterCard has ceased doing business with him at all. So like, and, and that's, that's a bigger attack on our rights, I think, than almost anything else. When companies can say to you, listen, there are some people who have terrible rhetoric against Muslim, the, the, the Muslim religion. And we're not talking about that. But we're, I might disagree with you, no different than when you talk about Christians, but I will die for your right to say what I disagree with. And I think that we have become far too intolerant of the ideas that are different than us, than ours, in this country, we've become a connation of, of what's the word? Give me a word that of namby pambies, <laughs> a nation of of uh, people that are a, a nation of the frail. Yes, that's a flu phrase. We have become a nation of the frail, where we cannot, where we 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 are we take offense at anything that we disagree with. We're we're like third graders. We're, we're no, we're worse than third graders. We've become. We lack so much backbone and so much conviction that we cannot handle true discourse. In fact, one of the differences between Christianity and Islam is that Christianity allows you to mock it. Do you notice that? Jesus is not a figure that you can't mock. Jesus is not a figure that I mean it, on the on the on the nation on on the television cartoon network they have a black Jesus and I don't believe Jesus was was white but my point neither was he black he was Middle Eastern but my point he was Jewish but my point is that there's no problem with anyone making fun of Jesus because the Christian we have an, a savior who says you know what? It's okay to make fun of me. I'm not offended. But Islam is a totally different view. Has a view against a view of view of criticism. You're not allowed to criticize, and that's the difference between Christianity and Islam in that one area. You're allowed to criticize Christ. You're in fact, uh, you're allowed to criticize God. You're allowed to criticize, and it's okay. David asks uh, talks about God why have you done this and in the New Testament people are asking asking questions and then God is not too scared of answers but the Islamic God in the, the God or at least the characteristic that they espouse God in Islam in at least radical Islam is that a God is unforgiving and should never be should never be talked about should never be criticized should never be and this unfortunately is what we're espousing when we do not allow ourselves to talk about, when we do not allow ourselves to debate and to come to the table 
with different, with radically different ideas and discuss an attempt in an, in an attempt to find some common ground. Or at so, least just a vent. So actually, um, David is the first um, king who allowed dissent. And he allowed actually rather radical dissent. That's right. Uh, as he was on his way from um, his palace to a, another place on horseback with his guards, a man stood on the top of the hill and started to throw rocks down at David and his men and said terrible things about him. And so his men said, shall we go up and stop him? And David said, no, because you don't know if God has caused this man to do this. So they rode on and allowed the man to continue. Well, I think he was wrong, but I mean, they allowed him to continue to be uh, exactly as he was. So I think that it's important to... Well, I, I, I'll say that when David died, he told his son to kill the guy, but never mind. <laughs> the point. But I mean, but the point is that that's true. He allowed it, and we we have examples of that. I I think the bravest. We have examples of that today. Do you know that one of our presidents, one of our presidents, was hit by a shoe mm -hmm. by somebody in the Middle East? Well, uh, if I'm if I'm remembering that, was, that, that video correctly, yeah, he he caught it or he dodged it. He actually wasn't hit by it. But my point is that uh -huh. somebody threw something threw a shoe. at our commander-in-chief. Right. Which, by the way, in the Middle East, because they don't have the kind of sanitation that we have, shoes are considered to be the most unclean thing that you could possibly so touch. That's, that, so, and, so hear me carefully. Mm -hmm. If an American threw a shoe at an imam or any other major uh, major character or major uh, major what's the word cleric of, of Islam can you imagine the fallout that would be can you imagine well you know I mean maybe the press would no I think about no no I'm sorry the uh, an, a, a, a cleric a cleric from from Iran is visiting and I throw a shoe at him. Go for it. I don't, I don't care. Come, come on. What would happen um, in this climate? <laughs> you that, you would be there. You go. Uh, vilified I by would be, the press. I would be arrested, wouldn't I? Oh yeah. Well, no. You'd be arrested because that's illegal in the United States. And and the guy that threw the shoe at Bush was also arrested. He was. He was. He was. He was a member of the foreign press, and he was arrested for that. Hear me carefully. Nonetheless. He was not vilified by the press. Um, I don't know. I, I remember uh, people just being impressed that George Bush had the reflexes to dodge it. That's no. He was not vilified. Um, okay, but at the same time, our press is different. In other words, our but press is basically against the United States. See, but see what I'm see. But you see what I'm getting at. All this guy said was, "I don't like." Uh, draw the draw the comparison. This guy has problems with Islam. <clears throat> He's talking about Islam. He's trashing Islam, saying, "I don't like him." Blah blah blah. That's fine. Who's trashing Islam? The person who was kicked out of Twitter, possibly. Oh oh, he was he was talking about he was getting actually very in depth 
about various um, belief uh, systems, and you get the idea. Yeah, like Takaya Mastercard. I'm talking about Ma- for, for Mastercard with Mastercard. Forgive me, right? Um, and Patreon. Forgive so, me. So I mean, Matt he wrote not. a book about it. Yeah, it's not like okay. he and he he investigated. Yeah, and researched. Yeah. It. So so he's trashing for whatever reason, whether he did it intellectually or otherwise. I wouldn't I wouldn't say trashing. I, I think he's he's exposing. He's you know he's criticizing, and. I think that you have to have the ability to criticize. But let's you, let's let's use the word criticize. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. She's trashing. It doesn't matter. The <laughs> fact is, in our country, you have the right to do that. We have the right to criticize our government. We have the to trash our government. We have the right to trash our other 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 people. As and and if it's wrong, then they'll sue us for slander. We have a right. To say I don't like what you're doing, and here's why I disagree with it. Unfortunately, we are losing that right. We have people in other countries throwing shoes at our presidents, <laughs> <laughs> and when they come here, we can't even show cartoons of them. Is that fair? <clears throat> uh, cartoons of their of their profit. Well, we can. And in fact, we get in trouble though. Trouble, no. Uh, I would, I would point out that the last time that I heard anybody getting up in arms, literally up in arms about uh, paintings and uh, drawings of the Prophet Muhammad, they ended up dying because they literally attacked. You remember the the woman in Texas who did the art show? Yeah. That was about Muhammad, and uh, the the terrorists literally attacked. That and they had armed police officers out front who stopped them and and ended their lives because they were trying to murder these innocent people. So you hear the difference between Christianity. Christianity allows you know I don't know but most people consider Catholics Christians around the world, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking Protestants. I'll say Protestants and even Catholics because of the molestation and other things a lot of the Catholic churches are criticized by comedians and everything else and you don't see the Catholic church necessarily rising up in arms saying you can't say that about us we're all you know we're awesome you can't criticize us and it seems to be that perhaps if you had the truth and I'm saying this tongue-in-cheek a little bit mm-hmm. but it makes you think truth is not scared of criticism truth is not scared of reasonable discourse even the bible because jesus says come let us reason together right let's talk things out truth is not scared of these things and so if you're in a type of belief system or 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 whatever it is where you are too where you can't handle someone talking to you and dissenting with you strongly with your opinion i think you need to reconsider your belief system and your stance right well now so i want to get back to this battle of athens because this is i found the uh the actual picture that i had tweeted um it's important to note that the police in athens had been unlawfully trying to restrict black americans from voting and in fact, in one case, they shot a man in the back because he was black and voting. This is actually, yeah, this is actually what uh, led towards. But the thing is, the people of this city were fed up 
with this particular sheriff and his his rule right so um they uh, they had taken power because the men who were supposed to defend that town had been over in europe fighting world war ii so when the men came back and they had been um uh the people of the town said hey listen this is what's going on and we need you guys to do something about it they stood up and they promised the people of athens that this election would be fair and that their votes would be counted so these people went in to vote and uh, at least one of them was murdered while he was trying to vote um and the people of athens had definitely voted against the sheriff and and all of their people the the sheriff and the uh deputies made one real big mistake they brought all of the ballots into a central location um the the young men who had returned from the war uh they were basically informed of this they were told hey listen uh, the shenanigans is going down and here's the location and they said you said you were going to do something about this and if you don't do something about this right now uh, there's not going to be a chance to do anything else later so uh, this is what the the this is the build up to the battle of Athens right and this is what the um, uh, the meme that I posted says and it actually has historic pictures right so pictures of the men at the battle of Athens uh, pictures of um, a, a commemorative plaque and pictures of one of the guns that was actually used in the battle. And it says, Did you know American veterans fought tyranny at home in the Battle of Athens? In 1946, American World War II veterans organized an armed revolt and used rifles to overthrow brutal politicians and police in order to ensure honest elections after authorities locked themselves in a local jail, veterans suspicious of foul play gathered weapons and exchanged fire from across the street. The authorities surrendered and the citizens of Athens, Tennessee set up their own government. And the rifle itself says, Americans used rifles to overthrow brutal local politicians and ensure honest elections. Uh, Battle of Athens, uh, August 2nd, it uh, looks like uh, 1948. So, that is that is what it said, and that apparently violates Twitter toss. History violates Twitter toss. So this is this is what they're trying to do. I mean, they're they're trying to put us in a position where we can no longer resist the government if the government does things that are unlawful and wrong. I totally agree with you. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And unfortunately, our people do not see that as a danger because it's not happening to them. And so because it's not happening to them, they they have no idea that, hey, wait a second, this could happen. I think it's happening. It's happening all over the United States. The problem is it's not happening to a majority of people. It's happening almost everywhere to a small number of people, right? So we have, um, like, there's a there's a um, a guy right now running for sheriff in this county, and he's pointed out that the current sitting sheriff has had him arrested unlawfully and done uh, various things that are uh, completely immoral, um, and they've he's done them because he's running against him. Uh, he actually ran against him in the last election and the sheriff seemingly successfully halted that 
um, uh, that campaign against him by arresting him and throwing him in jail and, and basically uh, harassing him in an unlawful manner. Um, it, let me let me pull this back a little bit and say that that's what he claims, and I don't necessarily have any hard facts on this. But um, you know, he he is uh, a man who is you know when somebody's been really wronged and they mm-hmm. will not be quiet about it yeah that's the kind of vibe that I get off of this guy so I believe that he's been wronged um, I don't I couldn't necessarily prove it uh, but he's taken the the sheriff to court and you know he said that at least in one uh, in 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 some of the filings I mean he had problems getting the sheriff to even admit that the, the office of the sheriff existed Right. So like he just kept saying, oh, well, that's that office doesn't exist. But he found out that he was apparently calling it the wrong thing. Like instead of being like the office of the sheriff of blah, 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 it was uh, the sheriff's office of blah, 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 or something like that. Like he was it, like literally just it was Semantics. legal trickery. Yeah. So um, the sheriff kept saying that the, that the office didn't exist and he didn't understand why the, the court was just, you know, throwing his cases out. But the thing is, the sheriff and the judges are probably, you know, uh, cozy to to a certain extent. Yeah, we live in a, a an old boys network mm-hmm. for all that means, or, or for for what that means. You, we you have to be team player, a team player, and a stand up guy or gal to succeed in our government here in Florida. Well. I don't personally, and remember this is, we go back to how we started this today, and I said, I'm not a student of human nature. I don't care who's on my team. I care who's right in any given situation. If you have a right, and let's say that somebody's on my team, and they want me to violate that right, I'm not willing to do it. If If you have a right to do something, or you own something, or something is within your purview, then it's it's up to you to decide how to use it or what to do with it. Um, I think that one of the things that uh, uh, upsets me the most is that people don't understand that rights aren't aren't the kind of thing that you're allowed to throw aside or cast aside. Um, for in-group preferences, and that's that's what we see. I think a lot that I mean, happened. Well said. Yeah. In-group preferences that happens a lot. Where we we have witnessed that in the social media witch burnings and 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 uh, and crucifixions by those who are count who appear to be counterculture or who are accused of being counterculture too hot to handle and it's amazing it seems to me that the craven have taken power and that right has become wrong and wrong has become right and it's it's it won't win we you will not win we're fighting against it there's shows like this one and other shows on the intellectual web that are fighting against basically 
foolish tyranny. Mm. Uh, they and they're becoming tyranny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I cannot imagine. I cannot imagine a valid reason to stop political speech on the internet by the company that is hosting the platform. I, uh, I, uh, shame on you. That's right. All I can say is shame on you. Shame on Twitter. Um, and, 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 <laughs> uh, well, your voice will continue to be heard. Yes. And we will continue to fight for freedom of speech, mm-hmm. freedom of expression, freedom, and now forget freedom of speech, expression, simply freedom of opinion. That is the new phrase we're fighting for. We need to fight for freedom of opinion. Right. Freedom of thought. Freedom of thought. Um, you cannot think properly without speaking and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there too because this is something that I've been mulling over and I've been working on for a little while and that is that um, MasterCard right they've decided that they get to decide who can make money and who can't and uh, under the guise of who who they will process transactions for I think that the problem with that, you know what money says on it? Like the dollar, the 20, the 100. In God we trust. Uh, in, in addition to that, what, is it, what does it say that's more legally binding? It says, this, this currency, what does it say, is, is legal tender for all that's public and private. Yeah. And I don't have a dollar on me. But if I did, I'd, I'd take it out and read actually what it actually says. But it basically says that you can use money to pay any debt. Now, that is cash money. Electronic currency or the accounts that we have electronically must necessarily be as at our will to uh, dispose of or to uh, execute as cash money or it's no good. And that is going to happen pretty soon. The thought police will come against anyone who disagrees with them. I, and eventually they'll start freezing accounts, bank accounts. It's happening. No, no, that's happening. Uh, you, you may not have heard about this, but like a lot of uh, small gun shops have actually had um, MasterCard come at them directly. So they can freeze their accounts for like 90 days without any notification or explanation. So they're doing that. And now if you're a small business... That's a really hard thing to deal with, right? That's right. You can't, um, you can't do your payroll. Uh, you can't do a lot of things. And so what they're doing is basically they're putting these businesses in this position artificially where they cannot pay their bills. And that is uh, definitely not an acceptable thing. It's, there's so much to discuss with this. And I, I have to go home. <laughs> yes, and... Uh, and I think you have to eat. I, I I don't have to eat. Um, I really enjoy eating, and yeah. I'm, uh, you know, if if they do pass the Green New Deal, I'll be one of the last survivors uh, because I have so much uh, extra 
energy stored up that I would be able to survive longer than, than most people. And by the way, um, we live in Florida, so we don't have to really worry about like heating ourselves, right? Even even on our coldest night, um, my, we can survive. Yeah, my stores of chemical energy will be enough to keep me alive. Well said. Well <laughs> said, sir. Signing off. All right. I'll see you next time, Lou. See you next time, Dave. Bye. Trending Insurrection.